This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, I'm your host, Walt Rigobon, as usual, with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm back from the wilds of Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Oh, what uh, a trip that was. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> hopefully at some point we get, a, we get a chance to chat a little bit about the, uh, the PGA. I've got a little pickle up my ass with the, with, the, with the PGA of America. Certain parts of that tournament uh, I can be a little bit critical about. But there's an earthquake uh, Going on down in uh, down in California, and it's not uh, not the normal earthquake. It's the uh, appearance of the Toronto Blue Jays into uh, into California seems to have created a couple of extra inches into the San Andreas Fault. <laughs> Certainly, uh, the only earthquake in California uh, this uh, this weekend, hopefully, is the Toronto Blue Jays and. Uh, uh, my guess is the LA Angels would probably like to get the Jays out of town as soon as they can. What a remarkable uh, Friday and Saturday 24, night. 24-5 in two games. 9-2 Friday, 15-3 last night. An amazing offensive display by the Toronto Blue Jays, for sure. Yeah, certainly the bats uh, The bats are on fire. And, uh, you know, uh, Alex Anthopoulos still looking like a genius. Uh, you know, uh, we, we gave him a lot of credit a few weeks back. And uh, certainly the moves that he's made have worked. Uh, they have the best lineup in baseball. They really do. If you really look, take a look at the comparison between the Yankees and the Jays, they're, they're not comparable. Other than maybe the pitching is about equal, but everything else is Toronto. I, I see Toronto pulling away and winning the East. I really do. What's, uh, what's your prediction? How many games? Uh, I think there'll be three to, I'd say four games ahead by the end of the by season. The season. Yeah. David Price. Um, uh, he's he's performed beyond. I mean, it's tough to say beyond expectations because everybody knew the talent of this of this man. But uh, you know, normally you normally when a, when a guy gets traded, there's an there's an adjustment process, and uh, sometimes uh, you know it takes a while to adjust to a new ballpark, to your new surroundings, to your new teammates, and sometimes there's a little uh, little drop in performance, but not with David Price. He, he took over that team as soon as he came into he, the he, is, he really did. When they talk about aces, uh, he certainly has performed. I, you know, it's difficult to say with a with a with a with a pitcher of of David Price's caliber to say that he's performed beyond expectations, but he's certainly lived up to them, and he's uh, he's made a difference. He's a difference maker, and you know, and it's not it's not just what he. It's not just the days that he pitches. Um, it just it improves the entire pitching staff. 
Yeah, uh, they, because you know you you got a pitcher who you can throw out there every every four or five days. He eats up, you know, seven eight eight innings every game. He rests your relievers. The relievers aren't out, out there as often. There's less pressure on 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 the other starters. Uh, I don't know what the only equivalent in sports is. Maybe maybe goaltenders in hockey is that you know you get you get you get. Yeah, a the stopper. only difference is that the pitchers pitch every once once yeah. every four or five days, right? Well, the goalie plays all the time. But uh, David Price is definitely the leader of the team, and it's going to be interesting. We have Pat Gillick on around nine fifteen on our show today. Pat Gillick uh, uh, needs no introduction, really. He's the probably the greatest general manager ever in sports in Toronto, and uh, we're going to talk to Pat about to see what he thinks of David Price and his leadership. I I'm curious to see how he sees the Toronto Blue Jays from where. He is in Philadelphia right now. Yeah, I'm certainly, uh, you know, Pat was on uh, Toronto radio this week, so he seems to still have an interest in in the Blue Jays. And uh, like you mentioned, Naz, we're certainly thrilled to have Pat Gillick on. He'll be on at 9.15. We'll also have on at 9.30 Matt Nickel. Matt Nickel, a friend of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Matt Nickel, the creator of BioSteel Sports Drinks, which has been taking over the sports world. Uh, some incredible young talent that they've uh, they've put into the BioSteel team, and they had uh, they had the BioSteel camp at St. Mike's Arena. We're certainly looking forward to talking to Matt Steele about that and uh, the exploits of Connor McDavid and Taylor Hall, and some an impressive array of talent that he put together in Toronto this week. So we'll be talking to Matt Nickel at uh, at approximately nine thirty, and later on in the hour we've got. Uh, our golf guy, the golf uh, wisdomingolf.com, Sean Clement, one of the world's great golf teachers, and we want to talk to him about another emerging Canadian star, Brooke Henderson. Yeah, we're going to talk about Brooke Henderson, and we're going to talk a bit about Tiger Woods because I think he's on his way back. Oh, oh Tiger's on his way back. Naz, is this uh, you announcing this, it on the Naz and no, Wally no, Sports I, Hour? And Naz- I announced that five weeks ago. I thought he was on his way back, and I, I told Sean uh, I saw something in his game that is changing, and I think Tiger is coming back. You know, Tiger. You know, it's it's amazing the the capacity. It's amazing the capacity of human beings for redemption. And you know, Tiger Woods has become a redemption story. I mean, he went through all his troubles back in uh, back in the you know a few years back, and uh, you know didn't garner a lot of sympathy for some of, some of his exploits. But uh, not that people have forgotten about it, but people have separated out his personal life from his from his golf life, and. Uh, there are a lot of people uh, that were not Tiger lovers in the past that would love to see Tiger win today. It's just, it's, uh, human beings have a cap- capacity for forgiveness and redemption. And I'm sure the ratings uh, on TV this afternoon, if Tiger's in the hunt, um, there's going to be a lot of people watching. I don't see Jason Gore shooting another 62. Another 62 for Jason Gore? Well, you, you never know. Yeah, uh, you never know, but I don't think so. Well, Tigers had uh, certainly had a problem putting together four rounds of good golf uh, in a row. He's had the odd good round here and there. He's got, you know, he's, what, two shots back today? and yeah, uh, he's two shots back, yeah. So there's going to be a lot of people watching uh, watching, uh, watching golf this afternoon to see, uh, see Tiger Woods. And Brooke Henderson, what an incredible story. Uh, Canada's... Uh, Great young female golfer and uh, won a PGA tournament last LPGA tournament last week uh, at the tender young age, and uh, she certainly seems to have an incredibly bright future. Uh, shot the lights out. Um, uh, not as great a performance this week, but uh, she's hanging in, made the cut, turned it around a bit, and uh, 
He's got an incredible game for for uh, talented, talented young athlete, and uh, certainly Canadian golf fans have uh, have a bright light to look forward to in the next few years. And we certainly wish her all the best. And we want to talk to Sean Clement later on in the hour. We're certainly going to get shot Sean's uh, insights into what makes. Brooke, uh, a great golfer at such a tender age, and uh, certainly we're looking forward to that. Uh, so we're going to go to commercial now, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking to Blue Jay legend, uh, former general manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, currently uh, president of the Philadelphia Phillies, Pat Gillick. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked me to introduce their new fast dial number just for cell phones by singing it. <clears throat> Pound three six three six no pound three six three six no Come on baby pound three six three six Come on baby pound three six three six Let's go ring to it Call Pizza Bill on your cell phone at pound three six three six with a True North Deck system, you could be sunning, lounging, and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping, and painting. The True North Deck system, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. You get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. Discover Villanova College. 
York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are pleased to have with us uh, Blue Jays legend, uh, currently president of the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, Blue Jays general manager in the Baseball Hall of Fame, both the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. We are certainly privileged to have with us on this Sunday morning, Pat Gillick. Good morning, Pat. Good. It's nice to be with you guys. How's the weather out there? It's nice and... Uh the 70s here. It's a, it's a spectacular day in Toronto, and uh, we certainly thank you for joining us. Pat, uh, we know that uh, you, know, you certainly don't need any introduction. We've given you a very short one, but you've accomplished everything there is to accomplish in baseball. Uh, and we want to talk about that day when you entered the uh, Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Uh, tell us a little bit about your recollections and what that day meant to you. Well, I think it was a very humbling day for me. Um, you know, to be uh, inducted in the Hall of Fame with, with all the great players, and there were very few executives that, you know, had an opportunity to, to enter the Hall. So uh, it was a very humbling experience and, um, you know, one that, that gives you a lot of thought uh, about uh, your past and what you're going to do in the future and what the responsibility is uh, uh, to the Hall. So consequently, it's uh, it's been a good ride so far. You know, I got in in 2011, and... Uh, so I've been back every year, and I plan on as long as I'm able to uh, to get back every year. So it's it's a great fraternity of guys, and, uh, and and a lot of good baseball people, a lot of good baseball stories, and, and a lot of wonderful, really human beings. Pat, uh, 1992-93, um, you're the leaders on your team. We have uh, David Price, who seems to have taken over the Blue Jay team as as the leader of the team. Who were the guys back in 92 and 93? Um, really, going back to to 92, uh, Joe Carter, you know, when he came with us, uh, he and Alomar came with us. Joe was uh, was the leader of our group uh, both, I think, 92 and 93. And when Paul Molitor came over in the, for the 93 season, um, you know, he uh, he took over too. And uh, so consequently, it was a... It was kind of. It wasn't an individual effort, but if anyone that that really stuck out, it was it was Joe Carter, I think. Uh, Pat, you uh, in your Blue Jay days, you worked with some uh, some uh, uh, some fine gentlemen and uh, some names like Alamakia and Bobby Maddock and Mal Queen. Uh, certainly, some characters from the past, and uh, we always ask on this on on our show has. Has baseball changed, uh, and how it's changed? You've been around. You've been in baseball almost in your entire life. And yeah, it, it has changed, and, and and I don't like to look back uh, because I don't think that's the right way to, to look at. It. I think you have to look forward, and but certainly, um, just as there's been changes in life, there's been changes in business. There's been changes. Certainly, um, you know, who would have thought 20 years ago that we'd have had all the technology and everybody walking around with their thumbs working, sending text messages. Um, 
So consequently, I think every aspect of life has changed, and the game of baseball has changed, uh, you know, also. And um, so um, some of the changes, you know, I think are good, and some of them that, you know, I'm not I'm not really in, in stride with. But, uh, yes, the business has changed both uh, off the field and on the field. What was the, uh, the, the, the most important part of baseball? I know I've read some... Uh... Some reports on you, you, the camaraderie of of what it used to be like. Has has that left the game? Yeah, I think so, and I think it goes back a little bit to technology um, because so many people, as I said, uh, now conduct their their discussions uh, either by email or by texting. And so constantly, I don't think people use the phone, uh, you know, as much as they used to. I mean, one of the fellows I work with, he has a 23-year-old son who doesn't have a television and he watches everything that he wants to, to see on on uh, on his computer. And he says, "Dad, you're a little bit old-fashioned having a having a TV. You can watch everything you want to watch just on your computer." So um, there isn't the you don't have this. I, I still like to get on the phone and I like to talk to the people and uh, get the tone of their voice. Um, you know, if there's passion in their in their voice, if there's hesitation in their voice, whatever it might be, there's a lot of there's a lot of clues that, uh, and you're talking to someone both in a negotiation for a player and also in a negotiation to make a trade. I think conversation you can detect a lot more than you know you can certainly in either emails or texting. Pat, we have a uh, pennant race now in Toronto. Finally, after many years, uh, want you to compare the New York Yankee roster <laughs> to the Toronto Blue Jay roster currently. Well, I, I think right now if. Uh, you know, what happens, uh, you know, at this time of the year, it's kind of uh, who gets hot. Um, but right now, I think that uh, certainly I think the Blue Jay roster is superior to to the Yankee roster. Um, I mentioned the other day to someone up there that, you know, this uh, the trade that they made uh, bringing in two whiskey and Hawkins and Price, um, you know, that uh, that was a very dramatic, very dramatic trade and, and, and one that uh, is going to be very productive for them. But... Um, you know, right now, I think that uh, in the American League, uh, probably, uh, certainly in the Eastern Division, I think that Toronto is the class of, the, of that group. Uh, Pat, we have to ask you, you know, you were involved in uh, in your days in Toronto and, of course, in your days in Baltimore and Seattle and Philadelphia in, in, in a lot of uh, deadline uh, trades. And uh, right now, Alex, Alex Anthopoulos, you can basically give him the key to the city. He's, uh, he's Toronto's number one citizen right now for, uh, for some incredible work at the trade deadline. Uh, uh, we certainly know how we feel about it in Toronto. How did, uh, how did his moves go over in the rest of the baseball world? Well, I think it was, I think they were really received quite positively. Again, as I said, uh, somebody was talking about a couple of deals we made: Ricky Anderson, David Cohn, uh, et cetera. And I, I think that really uh, the trade that that Alex made trumped all those the trades that we made back there. We made some uh, those trades that put us kind of over the hump in '92 and '93. But um, as far as the quality uh, of the players and the age of the players. Uh, and uh, in Tulowitzki's case, um, the length that's left on his contract, um, I think I think he made a great trade, and I think I think uh, everyone was surprised, but everyone um, thought that he, he pulled the trigger at the right time. Pat, the uh, the Jays gave up eleven left-handed pitchers in all those trades. <laughs> do you do you think there's that many prospects in the <laughs> left Jays organization left? Well. 
you know, he's sort of, um, Alex is sort of doing it the way George Steinbrenner did it. And I was down there for three years, way, way back. And um, George Steinbrenner says prospects are prospects that we want to win right now. And so consequently, uh, you can either keep your prospects and hope they develop and become major league players for the Blue Jays, or you can trade those players away. And, and uh, when you think that it's the right point, being realistic about your club and your roster and where you are, if you think it's the right point to go for it, um, then you have to use those prospects in another way. And, and so consequently, uh, what Alex has done is very simple. He just traded prospects to get two people he thinks is going to put them over the hump and, and hopefully, um, you know, bring a, bring a division title to the, a town where there hasn't been one for over 20 years. I want to get back to 93. Is it true that you almost had Randy Johnson at the trade yeah, deadline? Yeah, we, we, we were trying to make a deal with uh, Seattle at that time, and um, one, of the, one of the persons who basically was going to uh, okay the deal, we couldn't get a hold of him, but um, that was in the mix. Uh, we were talking on Ricky, and we did get Ricky, and we were talking on Randy Johnson also. So, um, you know, those are things that, that happen. Uh, I think we were close on the Johnson thing. Uh, it just didn't happen. And every once in a while, I think about it that, that you know, we would have landed Randy probably. Uh, you know, we would have won a couple more titles over there. But again, uh, we had good fortune uh, getting Cohn and Henderson and the different people, Winfield and Molitor, coming to our club. And so we're fortunate to win in 92 93. We're talking to Pat Gillick, uh, president of the of the Phillies and former general manager of the Blue Jays. Certainly needs no introduction in the Toronto area. Uh, Pat, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about what I consider the most important trade in Toronto sports history, including hockey and everything else. And you were a central figure in that trade, of course, which uh, certainly turned the Blue Jays, uh, I wouldn't say turned the Blue Jays' fortunes around, but probably put them over the hump in the early 1990s. That, of course, was uh, McGriff and Fernandez to the Padres for Alomar and Carter. Uh, I've always said it was the most significant trade in Toronto sports history. Uh, how did that? Uh, how did that trade uh, come about? How did the thought process? Tell us how it started smoldering. Where did that trade all come from, Pat? Well, yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, I mean, I'm glad you're with me. My wife is, is uh, for over over uh, probably 25 years now. She's uh, that was the 90s. So, yeah, that's 25 years. I mean, she's hated me for 25 years. <laughs> because Fred McGriff was her favorite player. And I, I remember the day we were in Chicago and I made the trade and we were getting ready to come home and I called her from O'Hare. And I said, uh, I just, uh, we just traded uh, <laughs> Tony Fernandez and Fred McGriff to San Diego. And she thought I was pulling a joke on her. And, and she said to me, will you please get back to Toronto before you screw the team up anymore? <laughs> <laughs> So it was, um, that was um, you, you brought up the name at the top of the show, um, and, and uh, we were we were in on uh, Roberto Alomar as a high school player out of Puerto Rico. In fact, we offered more money uh, than San Diego did. Alamaki and Bob Maddock were were both involved in that. So we had followed him uh, from the amateur his amateur ranks right through uh, into professional baseball, and then uh, certainly with the Padres. And we knew that um, Joe McIlvain had just left the Mets, and I think he wanted to, to change things around and make a splash. And so it was a, 
we usually at that time in the winter meetings, uh, we make the rounds so of all the other 29 clubs and we sit and talk and then, so just making the general uh, checking in to see what's going on. And I, I told, I was looking for a right-handed or I told Joe and um, I said, would, would you consider, <coughs> would you consider trading uh, Joe Carter for Fred McGriff? And uh, this was at a private meeting and, uh, he said, would you put Fernandez in it? And then I said, would you put Alomar in it? And he kind of waited, and I, he said, well, let me think about it. And I said, well, I'll think about it, too. And I said, let's get together in a couple hours. And so I went back and conferred with the people that there were there, uh, Gloria Ash, Bob Maddox, uh, Al Lamarck, and Moose Johnson. And uh, so we came came back, and I said, I think I think we do it. And he said, I think we do it too. And so anyway, uh, it went down very quickly. It wasn't uh, a long negotiation, but it was just the fact. I think Joe, you know, taking a new position with the Mets, and they wanted to change their club around a bit. That um, they they wanted to do something before the '91 season started. So we got fortunate, and we were fortunate, you know, that we wouldn't have never traded Fred if we hadn't had Olerud. If, uh, if we weren't fortunate through the farm system. To have him, uh, we couldn't have made that deal. That was an interesting trade back then because the uh, McGriff and Fernandez were very popular. And Alomar was like, he was known, but he was not, he was an unknown commodity, but uh, he turned out okay, didn't he, Pat? <laughs> well, Bob Maddox told me um, that he was the best uh, high school infielder he'd ever seen. And that went a long ways with me when, when they scouted him in Puerto Rico. And it's funny, uh, his, when I was in New York in 74, 5, and 6, before I came to the Blue Jays, uh, his, his dad was playing second base for us in New York. And he used to bring Sandy, who's now at Cleveland, the catcher, and he used to bring Robbie out. And they used to, to work out. They were At that time, you can think back, they were like 70 years old. They used to come out and work out with us. At, uh, at, well, we weren't at Yankee Stadium then. We were over at the Mets Park because they were refurbishing Yankee Stadium. And um, he used to work out, so really it kind of goes back even further than that because uh, I knew his dad and I knew, uh, you know, what kind of a disciplinarian he was and what kind of a baseball player he was and, and how he, he uh, really worked with those kids. So it, uh, it goes back a long ways. Pat, how did it feel going in together with Robbie Alomar and the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, very, very, very special. Um, I, I think it was... Coincidental, I guess, too. Um, you know, but very special. Uh, and, uh, you know, Robbie, um, I mean, he is, uh, I think he's still, you know, his head's kind of spinning that he got that he got in, and he's very happy about it. I know he does a tremendous amount of work for the Blue Jays. And, uh, he and Dwayne Ward and Mosby and Devon White can do a lot of camps across Canada. So uh, I know he's heavily involved with the Jays. And so uh, it, it was... Uh, it could have been better. Uh, the other guy that went in, Bly Levin, went in with us, and Bert was the first and terrific guy. So uh, we were fortunate the three of us went in together. Can I ask you, Pat, just we've got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, with you, and we really appreciate your time, of course, talking to Pat Gillick. Dave Steeb was... Uh, he was always one of my, uh, uh, you know, you always have great memories of the guys that were there early on and with the first prob- probably great Blue Jay. Where do you rank them in the, in the Blue Jay pantheon of, of players? Um, I ranked him right up there, and, and the one thing was probably, um, you know, at that time, David probably threw more innings 
uh, in this day and age, um, he probably would have pitched three or four years more. But at that point, uh, and that's one of the changes that, that's really been made. At least we used to get once in a while, we'd get a complete game, you know, back 25 years ago. But now it's sort of unheard of. I was talking to Sieber the other day up at the Hall, and Sieber had 231 complete games in his career. And um, it just doesn't happen. And I say that, you know, at that time, um, it was kind of, there was, weren't pitch counts at that point. Um, you know, you go out and do seven or eight innings, and if you did it at 100 pitches, you did it at 125 or 30. But so consequently, uh, I, I think if he'd have been in this era now, where basically people qualify for a quality start with six or seven innings, um, you know, he might have won, uh, he might have had a, a number of 20 game seasons. Uh, Pat, we're talking to Pat Gillett. Uh, Pat, your tenure as uh, Phillies president uh, is coming to an end uh, this year. And uh, we talked to Paul Beeston. Interestingly enough, we talked to Paul Beeston last Sunday, and uh, his tenure is coming up as uh, president of the Blue Jays. And we actually had Paul Godfrey the week before. So we, we're, a bit, we're on a bit of a run here, Pat. But uh, I mean, you're, talking, you're talking to the old guys. We're man. talking to the three, the three great uh, baseball executives in Toronto Blue Jays history, to be quite frank. Uh, but uh, we want to ask you, uh, what, what's the future hold for Pat Gillick? Have you thought about it? Yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably going to stay over here with, with the Phillies. Um, Andy McPhail, uh, he, we hired Andy to, to take my place. At the end, as well, it's at the end of the year. I'm going to be here certainly the present uh, until probably after the season, but stay on until December 31. And that just depends what Andy will be present, depends what, what he wants to do, but I probably want to stay active over here. Uh, we, we're in a different program right now. Um, we're you know, transitioning this club, and uh, I think we're headed in the right direction. And It's probably going to take us another two years, 16 and 17. But I think 18, uh, we're probably going to be better ready to roll. A lot of people think, well, you've got the worst record in baseball. But we've got a lot of good things on, going on down below. So um, I'm going to hopefully stay over here and uh, we can get back to, to where we were four or five years ago in 2018. Anyways, we've been talking to Pat Gillick. Uh, Pat, uh, you've had some incredible times with the Toronto Blue Jays, the golden era of the, of the Blue Jays for us. Uh, older gentlemen, uh, and certainly a new era, a new golden era, appears to be cracking on the on the Blue Jays' horizon. Listen, Pat, uh, it's been a distinct uh, privilege for us to have you on with us this morning. We really, really appreciate it, and we, uh, and we wish you all the best. Thanks so much, Pat. Yeah, and I wish you the best and the best of the fans and stick with them because, uh, you know, it's going to be a nice ride the next uh, 35, 40 games. And so enjoy it and have fun, and uh, hopefully the Blue Jays are going to come out on top. Thanks. Thanks so much. That, of course, was the, uh, was the voice of Pat Gillick. Uh, we will be right back after the break. Thank you. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced their new fast dial number for cell phones. It's pound 3636, and you can dial it from anywhere. Want pizza at the park? Pound 3636. Wings by the water? Pound 3636. Ponzo combo at the cottage? Pound 3636. Salad at the... uh, Someone stop me. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. With a True North deck system, you could be sunning, lounging, and relaxing instead of sanding, scraping, and painting. The True North deck system, the deck that's Canadian manufactured for our Canadian climate, comes with a limited lifetime warranty. 
you get a durable, double-sided finished deck system that's easy to install, eco-friendly, and virtually maintenance-free. Enjoy your summer. Ask about True North Deck Systems at Lowe's or visit them online at trunorthdeck.com. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alta Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Discover Villanova College, York Region's only independent co-educational Catholic school. We offer small class sizes and a commitment to academic excellence towards properly preparing students for university and lifelong success. If you are a young person or a parent seeking more from today's education, then take a moment to learn more about Villanova College. Find out about our specialized enrichment programs, including STEM and advanced placement. For information regarding admissions or to schedule a personal tour, visit VillanovaCollege.org. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Uh, we're going to have on the line with us uh, uh, very, very shortly, Matt Nickel. Matt Nickel, veteran strength and conditioning coach um, and uh, creator of the BioSteel product. I just want to remind listeners that we will be giving away the third promo uh, golf lesson with Sean Clement. We've 
chose the name out of a hat earlier on in the hour, and we'll be announcing that very, very shortly, the opportunity to get a free golf lesson with one of the world's great golf teachers, Sean Clement. That will be coming up very shortly. We, of course, pleased to have with us now a friend of the Nazimali Sports Hour, a repeat uh, re- return performance from Matt Nickel. Matt Nickel, creator of BioSteel, the sports nutrition product that is sweeping the uh, professional sports world. It's a fantastic product. I've taken it myself. Uh, believe me, if you're into sports nutrition, check out the BioSteel products. Matt uh, has a resume. It includes being a strength and conditioning coach with athletes in every major professional sport. And of course, the sponsor this week of the BioSteel Camp at St. Mike's Arena, an incredible, uh, an incredible, impressive array of talent assembled by the BioSteel team. Matt, good morning. Are you with us? Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're doing great. Certainly an impressive week for all the BioSteel crew down at St. Mike's Arena. It's, uh, the BioSteel camp, of course, was uh, in performance this week, and you had, some, uh, you had some incredible talent this week down there, Matt. Tell us, uh, tell us about all, all about your week. Yeah, it, was, you know, it really was a fantastic week, and I mean, if you're a hockey fan, you really can't imagine having a, you know, it was a really a dream team uh, roster of guys that we had at camp. You know, we've got you know, great veteran guys like, like Mike Camilleri and, and Wayne Simmons and Tyler Sagan and guys like that. And we've got, you know, Connor McDavid and Taylor Hall and Max Nomi and Nick Pauly. You know, we have so many, you know, so many good players across uh, various, you know, generations. And it's cool to see the, you know, the exciting, uh, you know, the young guys that are coming up who are, you know, are just so excited to be there and, and stepping their game up to compete against, you know, the pros that are already there and, and some of our older veteran guys that, you know they don't want to be put uh, put off by these young guys, so they're they're stepping their game up, and it was just it was a great atmosphere. Matt, it's uh, it's interesting that yeah, you the two times you've been on our show, you followed Scotty Bowman and Pat Gillick. <laughs> uh, well, good uh, company though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's an honor, and those guys are you know they're uh, you know I don't want to say mentors because they don't they wouldn't know who the heck I am, but I you know I certainly uh, you know I would uh, I look up to them and the, the success they've had in their careers, and then. Uh, you know, maybe I can, you know, at least one day be the, the Scotty Bowman of the Biostoke right. Cup. Maybe I'm, I'm 6-0 and right now, so I've got a long way to go to help the Scotty. But, yeah. Connor McDavid, does he look, is he as good as he looks? Yeah, he, you know, he really is. He, and he's, he's I mean, the, the really cool thing is he's, he's as great a person as, he, as he's an athlete. He was just a, a super, super, super guy to be around for a week. It was, uh, you know, it was an honor and a privilege to, to work with a guy like that. He's Athletically, he's He's off the charts. He's, he's he's you know he's a little bit deceptive because he doesn't necessarily look the party, but he's he's uh, he's stronger than he's stronger than he looks. He's he's uh, faster than you think he would be. He, I mean, he's so supremely skilled. But it was just a really really good kid, uh, great person to be around. And you've known Connor McDavid. Uh, he's you've known him for a while. How how, how young uh, how young was he when you first met him? Uh, well, I used to you know what I used to go watch him play pretty regularly when he was with the Marlies. Uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, I used to watch him and uh, Josh Hosang, who was a teammate of his at the time. And, uh, you know, it's really, I mean, the, the, the product on the ice, you know, that's, he's been off the charts uh, forever, but I've also just seen him develop physically. And that has, uh, you know, nothing to do with me. That's a good friend of mine, Gary Roberts, is the guy who's been working with Connor for a long time. So he's done a fantastic job working with him and mentoring him. And it's, uh, but it's cool to see the development and uh, you know over the years, and he's really, really coming into form. We're talking to Matt Nickel, uh, creator of the uh, sports nutrition product BioSteel. Uh, 
Uh, if you haven't tried it, you haven't seen it, uh, keep an eye on this company. They are, they're taking over the, the sports world. It's a fantastic product. And uh, the moniker of the product, uh, your slogan and your, uh, your marketing slogan is Drink the Pink. And right. uh, drink the pink, uh, and it's uh, it's a it's a fabulous uh, marketing. Uh, tell us all about uh, drink the pink. How uh, how that how the how that describes your product, and if we're watching on TV, how we can tell that professional athletes are using BioSteel. Well, you know, with BioSteel Sports Nutrition, we do make a line of products. We've got you know a uh, really really popular nutritional bar and and uh, protein uh, supplements and, and whatnot. But but certainly the product that we've become really famous for now is our, our sports drink. Uh, that has, you know, replaced many of the uh, commercially uh, popular sports drinks that you'll see in stores uh, amongst pro athletes. So it really is the, the choice of professional athletes. And, and when you see them drinking out of uh, different colored plastic bottles on the bench in the NHL or, or the NBA or the NFL, but, you know, more often than not, it's actually our product in the bottle now, which is exciting. But uh, uh, the, the thing that's, you know, kind of cool, uh, our, our color is really distinctive and uh you know, probably the coolest part to me is that that pink color is achieved not by using any artificial colors, which I don't believe are good for you to consume, but we use uh, organic beets to, to color our products. So that's the cool thing. And it was sort of a fluke that originally when I added a color to the product, uh, I thought it was going to end up being red. Um, but when the beets, uh, you know, from the, in the powder reacted with the water, it turned out to be more of a pinkish color, which at the time I wasn't sure if that was going to be a good thing or not. And it turned out to be wildly successful. So. It's a cool differentiator because you can see that it's not, uh, you know, usually you can tell when that product comes out of another bottle, you can tell if it's ours, and that's kind of a cool way for us to, to get our, our, our name on the map. I uh, just want to talk a little bit about that BioSteel camp you held at St. Mike's again, uh, a little bit of 4-4 four and four competition between some uh, some incredible NHL talent, and I, and I hear the old guy, Camilleri, is a little bit not, he's not happy uh, at, at the turn of events. Apparently, did McDavid and Taylor Hall give him a little bit of a beatdown, or his team anyways? No, it was actually Mike Camilleri's team, uh, Taylor. Taylor. Oh, and, he was uh, part Carl of that Rocky. team. My apologies. Yes, uh, Mike yeah. was the captain. Mike was the captain. Uh, I was the coach, just to throw it in. But uh, but Mike was the captain of the team, and uh, you know uh, he had uh, Taylor Hall and Connor McDavid and Max Domi uh, on his team. So it was a it was a pretty good team. But I'll have you know that he did not have the first pick in the draft. So anyone who feels that this was rigged. Okay. Uh, you know, Mike Mike had the third pick of the draft, so uh, you know it, it was all everything was fair, and everyone had a chance to draft their teams, and it came down to Team Sagan versus Team Camilleri, and it was a a very very heated final with some controversial calls and a lot of uh, bickering, and uh, but it was a uh, you know it was a great win for Team Camilleri. Yeah. You know, it just shows you professional athletes doesn't matter what they're playing for, they hate to lose. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's all it's all about pride, isn't it? You know, we had, I mean, there was great, uh, our, 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 our goaltending was spectacular. There was a few saves, and we had, you know, a game up to one. Game was on the wire, and uh, Rafi Torres blocked a shot to, to seal the victory. You know, it's not often you see guys, you know, blocking shots in summer hockey. So, uh, you know, these guys, they, they want to win. They want to win. Anyways, we've been talking to Matt Nickel. Matt Nickel, of course, the creator of BioSteel and, uh, and, and uh, chief uh, Proponent of the BioSteel camp, which was at St. Mike's Arena this week and uh, certainly uh, has, has attracted an impressive array of talent. Uh, uh, Matt, we, we thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning and uh, telling us about what's going on in the BioSteel world. And uh, we appreciate it and thank you so much and we wish you continued success. Thanks, guys. Always great chatting with you. Have it's, a good day. Ch- it's great chatting with you. That, of course, was Matt Nickel. Uh, 
Uh, certainly a, a great company to keep an eye on. Uh, they've got a great yeah, product. Great product. Great you know, product. they got you know you know just think about uh, their marketing. Uh, the two, the two young athletes that they've had promoting their product that they started with a couple of years back, Andrew Wiggins and Connor McDavid. Uh, you talk about, in, in, certainly in Canada if anyways, but the two of the brightest young lights uh, in sports. And from what I can tell, uh, you know, they've surrounded them. So, like, you know, this kid Wiggins looks like he's a great kid. You know, he's, yeah, he's like going to be humble a great player. And, uh, he's, a, he's a fantastic talent, great personality, fantastic smile. Connor McDavid, what what can you say about him? I mean, uh, he's the real deal. I mean, talk about talent and talk about he's uh, got five speeds that kid, right? And it's just it comes down to these guys. These these uh, I don't like to call them kids because they're they're wow. professional athletes, but they're they're, they're young men. I guess that's a better way mm. of putting it. Uh, they're young, talented young men with what it appears to be have uh, have outstanding characters. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly uh, looking forward to Wiggins' exploits and. Uh, we're going to be watching him in the World Basketball Tournament uh, coming up uh, starting next week. And Connor McDavid's going to be in the NHL this week. So we're certainly looking forward to that. Uh, trying to get hold of uh, Sean Clement. Uh, don't have Sean Clement on the line yet, uh, do we? Still don't have Sean Clement. Uh, Let's open up the lines there, Walt. Uh, we'll, take, we'll take your calls then. Uh, we'd certainly love to take your calls. It's a call-in show. We've been a call-in show. Uh, the... Numbers for call-ins is 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Certainly give us a call. We'd love to chat sports, and we've managed to connect with Sean Clement. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Morning, guys. Awesome. Uh, Sean Clement, of course, if uh, you've been a listener of our show, Sean, you are, uh, can be found at wisdomandgolf.com. You can be found on Sean Clement on YouTube. Some fantastic golf material. You've been voted one of the top ten golf teachers in the world by Swingman uh, SwingmanGolf.com. Uh, some fabulous stuff, and we've got a fabulous new golfer uh, in Canada. I uh, wouldn't say she's new, but she's sprung out on the scene last weekend and won an LPGA tournament. Brooke Henderson, tell us a little bit about your impressions of Brooke. Oh, just absolutely fantastic. It's an exciting scene to say the least uh you know she's she's come up the ranks and um the uh the even the the guys on the on the canadian national team didn't want to mess too much with her swing because she's so instinctive and uh she's got you know they say that she's got a a unique swing you know uh, another version of uh of jim furick obviously she doesn't look like jim furick but uh, very much along the same line she knows how to find her targets like jordan speed and uh, that's what's great about it, you know, because she's so instinctive, uh, she can she can just get down to business, find her targets, and uh, and do her work. And it's uh, it's exciting to see. She's the determination in her is fantastic. It's like it's almost a great thing that um, they denied her petition at first on the LPGA tour, and it just made her even more motivated to get her card. And and the the, the fact that she got it that fast is just unbelievable. One thing I noticed about. Uh Brooke is that she hits the ball quite far. Like she drives extremely long. Yes, very strong girl, fast twitch muscles, uh, and it's pretty cool because uh, you, you watch she grips down on the club. Uh, reminds me of uh, Anthony Kim at one point on the on the PGA Tour. You know, one of the longer players, and uh, loves to grip down on the club. And that comes from you know the younger days when uh, 
the clubs are too long for you. And you, you can grip down on them to uh, to get your to get your work done, and it's just it just does, does the same. That Mo Norman was exactly the same thing. Uh, we're talking to Sean. We're talking to Sean Clement, uh, of course, WisdomInGolf.com. You can find him at the Richmond Hill Learning Center. And talking about the Richmond Hill Learning Center, Sean, we've had a little promotion contest on the show. We've given out uh, so far two free one-hour lessons with you, and I know you've set up uh, set up an appointment to get some people in for the golf lesson. And in about two minutes, we'll be giving away the third one. We'll be announcing the name. Naz pulled the name out of a hat earlier on in the hour. So we're right certainly on. we're certainly thrilled to announce that name shortly. Uh, going back to Brooke Henderson, Sean, I've got to ask. Uh, I just uh, it's it's an observation. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I I, it, I find it with golf and tennis. Uh, uh, you so you tend to get phenoms amongst uh, females at a younger age. They're, you know you oh, get winners on the you get winners on the LPGA tour at the age of sixteen seventeen. But, uh, you know, other than Jordan Spieth and, and Tiger Woods, you know, you rarely, get a, you rarely get a guy who's winning professional tournaments in his teens or, or, or into his mid-20s anyway, Spieth and yeah. Tiger in the early 20s. But other than those two exceptions, any particular reason why? Well, as a dad of a daughter and a son, uh, you know, my daughter started hitting balls when she was two and a half, three years old. And uh, she, wanted to, she wanted to get into the game and... and and my son at age eight, there was, there was, you know, no way to hold his attention on the range. So it, it, it's very much individual, number one. Number two, you know, it's a known fact that women mature much faster than men do. And uh, that's why you see that happening, uh, you know. And, and as far as disciplined sports, you know, uh, golf, uh, golf is very disciplined. And, uh, you know, as far as explosive sports, I would say, you know, you've you've been on the soccer field. Uh, you've been on the soccer scene. What would you say? What would be the comparison in soccer? Um, that's a good question, Sean. You tell me. There you go. <laughs> I, you know, I find that the, the boys are much more explosive on the soccer field and, and tend to develop at a at a quick pace uh, in soccer. So, I think it's more of a more of the discipline of golf that that brings out the maturity in the women. I want to bring back Tiger Woods. That's my favorite uh, discussion every week with you, Sean. But I remember back. saying to you that I thought that Tiger Woods was coming back. He was showing signs about four or five weeks ago. Right. He really has. Uh, yesterday, he could have. Uh, he missed about four or five makeable putts, and the round could have been in sixty-five range yesterday. Does he have a shot today? Oh, I, I, absolutely. I think uh, I think he's he's got the bullseye in his sights right now, without a doubt. That, that, that his uh, the old juices are definitely going to come back today. It's going to be an exciting uh, an exciting day to watch. Anyways, we've been talking to Sean Clement. While we still have you on the line, Sean, we're going to let you go, but we're going to announce the winner as picked uh, picked out of a hat by uh, Naz early in the hour. The winner of the third Sean Clement uh, promotional golf lesson is Sonia Scalfari. So uh, we'll certainly be right getting on. in touch with her, and she'll be getting in touch with you. And uh, we're going to stay in touch with uh, with your uh, lesson, uh, the, your students. We're going to see how they're coming along, and we'll we'll uh, we'll follow that progress. We'd love to get one of the students on on a, one of our shows to talk about Sean Clement and uh, awesome. and his golf teaching. Way to teachings. go, Sonia! Looking forward to it. Anyway, Sean, thanks so much for joining us, uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks, thanks Sean. Sean. That, of course, was Sean Clement. Uh, we've got a few minutes left in the show. We've got a couple of lawyer loyal listeners that have been holding 
to uh, with, on the call-ins. So we'll take your calls right now. Mike from Hamilton, uh, you're on the line. You want to talk about the Blue Jays. Mike, how are you this morning? Funny, thanks, Wally. How are you? We're doing great. Uh, what's on your mind, Mike? Well, what, what it comes to mind when you had Pat Gillick on this morning, it just brings back a lot of fond recollections about from uh, 1982. And I think the biggest signing that the Blue Jays ever made, the Blue Jays ever uh, conducted, was uh, that of Bobby Cox. And I don't know if you'd agree with me, but I think uh, when they brought Bobby Cox into the fold, in 1982, I think for that season, I think that I, I just couldn't believe it when they when they pried him away from Atlanta, and I think that this shaped the foundation for what was to come in '83, '84 when they were really knocking on the door, and by '85 they won the AL East for the first time. You know, you remember, I, I just think that um, I, I just recall that that fateful day in in uh, the late 1985 season, an overcast sky at Exhibition Stadium, when. Um, Doyle Alexander was on the mound, and he induced a fly ball from Ron Hassey, uh, batting from the left side, and uh, George Bell took it, took it, recorded the out in left field, he squeezed it and fell to his knees in triumph, and they sell, carried Doyle off the field in celebration. And um, that was something that I, I just, uh, it culminated a, a, a several seasons of what maybe Bobby Cox uh Put down in in, in his with, with uh, his foundation, Mike. Uh, Mike, I'm just sorry to cut you off there. We got a couple other loyal listeners we want to get to. Uh, see if we can get them in part of the show. Naz, I want you to respond to Mike uh, about yeah, Bobby it Cox. Yeah, it did add credibility. Definitely having Bobby Cox sign here, and that 1985 team won 99 games and should have won the World Series that year. They were the best team in baseball at that time. But they didn't win. They didn't but. win. But uh, the general from Etobicoke, what's on your mind, General? General, are you on the line? I, I missed you guys last couple of weeks, but I, you guys do a lot of golf stuff. And uh, you know me, I'm an avid golfer. I'm not very good, but I want to give you my theory. Or you guys, If you're not very good, we got the solution for you. It's the, he's at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. His name is Sean Clement. Pick up the phone and book a lesson, my friend. Anyways, go ahead. Listen, I think he's great. I think lessons are great. But you know what? Naz, my theory on Tiger Woods is simple. When he was younger... He was having so much more fun. It was natural. All of a sudden, when you got all these coaches involved and they were tweaking his swing and redoing this and redoing that, he seemed to start to falter. It seems like at the beginning of the year when I play, my first round is always the best round. Then all of a sudden, the more I play, the more I, hear, I listen to guys trying to adjust my swing or telling me what to do or where i got to put the ball, etc., things kind of go for a dip. So I don't know what you guys think. but uh, You know I when think- the turning point of this, his, see, his uh, season is? Is when in the quick loan.com tournament, it must have been four or five weeks ago, he made a flop shot on 18. He, had a, he shot 74. He had three good rounds and a poor round. He made the flop shot, and you were talking about having fun. You could see the smile on his face. And that's where I said that he's going to turn it around. Yeah, and you notice and you notice what he said this week when he was on the course and they interviewed him after the first round. He said, oh, these people are great. We're having a good time. It's hometown, you know, kind of golf. And uh, it's, 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 that, it's that feeling again. I think he's just having fun again. And you uh, know what? It would be great for him to get back in there because the tour hasn't been the same without him uh, on the leaderboard. And, uh, and, and it's like this city. The city isn't the same unless the Leafs are winning. But that's that's the discussion for another Anyways, day. Anyways, D. General, uh, thank thanks so much for your call. We've got time for another quick call. Earl from Oakville, you've been uh, you've been patiently holding. We make a quick comment, thirty forty five seconds, and we've got to go. Earl, what's on your mind today? This is the year for the Raptors. Is this the year for the Raptors, Naz? Is this the year for the Raptors? 
And I, I don't think so. I think, I think they're going to go a bit on the backwards trend this year. I think they're uh, not going to do as well as they did this past year. And uh, any particular reason why? It's just that's the way they uh, they had. They started off really strong last year, and they got exposed. Their defense. Uh, yeah, I really don't think they've improved a lot. And uh, I don't see the Raptors doing as well as they have in the past. Well, certainly it's going to be a topic for discussion as we get closer. They signed uh, Valanchunas this week to a $64 million, was it a four-year contract? And yeah. uh, some people thought that was a great signing, mixed opinions on it. And uh, we'll certainly see uh, how we're going forward with that as we get near the season. We'll certainly talk to Butch again. Uh, Butch is always the irascible one, certainly has strong opinions uh, about all things basketball. And uh, we'll get Leo Routens back yes, on the show. Yes, strong opinions about all things, about everything. All things. So uh, we've, we've got a couple of basketball guys we'll certainly, uh, we'll certainly shape up with the Raptors. But we've run out of time for this Sunday morning on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We wish all our listeners a fantastic week. And Naz, uh, you have yourself a fantastic week. You too, Wally. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.